Hey everyone, welcome back. It has been a long time since I last podcasted. I have had a lot going on. I'm in school full-time. I have a full-time business and I also have a full-time job. So my plate has been really full with those things and and I also have a social life. So I haven't been podcasting as regularly regularly as I should. However, I want to thank everyone who has been listening, who follows me on Instagram, who follows me on Facebook, and you know, I've I've been receiving great feedback about how my podcasts have been helpful and very inspirational. So I want to thank my listeners first for just the continued support. Um, of my podcast and the Honest Aquarian brand overall. I'm building from the ground up and just really, I, I, I want the content that I present in my podcast and on social media to be meaningful. So I just don't, I don't want to post just for the sake of posting. Um, so that's another reason why I don't post a lot because it's, I feel like I want to make sure it's meaningful and I'm not regurgitating stuff that's already been, um, discussed or talked about in previous, uh, podcast episodes. But today I wanted to talk about something I have been ruminating on for some time. And that is, I think this is going to be a two-parter in one episode, if that makes sense. And this episode is not going to be long. I try to keep my episodes between 15 to 30 minutes, no more than that. But this is a two-parter that's going to, that's going to talk about um, starting over after you've broken up with a narcissist and shifting your energy. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is starting over. And one of the things that I don't believe I discussed in any of my podcast episodes is what is known in the narciss- narcissist recovery community is it's called new supply. And there's also old supply. New supply is pretty much the new person that's in the ex-narcissist life. So this is the person that the narcissist um, is now dating either prior to you breaking up or shortly after you broke up with them. I struggled with this for a long... And old supply, you, you'll be considered the old supply, the person that was broken up with. Now, I, I want to forewarn anybody that has any issues or are triggered by this. I want to give a trigger warning because this, this, this episode might trigger some people. This first half might trigger people who are still struggling with that or still have a hard time um, dealing with their ex dating someone so soon after the breakup. So if you feel like this may not be something you want to hear, feel free to fast forward or um, maybe just take a break from listening to this particular episode because I don't want anybody to feel um, badly. I don't want to, I don't want anybody to feel, you know, just, I don't want any anxiety or anything. Cause I know how that feels. I've been there and it just, it's just not a good feeling. So I want to be responsible and I want to, um, just forewarn anybody that might struggle with hearing about new supply and, you know, the, it's not, I, I understand. I'll say that. I understand. So when you're no longer in the relationship with a narcissist, 
chances are they've already started seeing someone new. And chances are this person was already in the picture before you broke up. This is not to say this is not absolute. This does not mean that it it always has to be this way. Sometimes the narciss- the narcissist breaks up and then immediately they find someone new and they get in they just move fast. So I don't have the facts to say that. General okay, so if you want to generalize, yes. In most of the research that I have done, they say that narcissists always have someone. And they always have supply, no matter if you, the, the girlfriend or the boyfriend in that picture is usually primary supply. And then, um, you know, the, the other people that they deal with is, is kind of like a secondary source of supply. So for the sake of conversation, we're just going to say the narcissist and this new, the new supply have already been dealing with each other. Because in essence, if you think about it, the narcissist really isn't going to take this leap of well leap of faith in new supply not knowing if that person's gonna is 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 buying what the narcissist is selling you know what i mean so chances are the narcissist has already groomed their new prime their new primary source um prior to breaking up with you so if you really want to be real with it yeah most likely they have been seeing this person before breaking up with you um and in my particular, in my experience, um, yes, this person was already in the picture because I was on some heavy Facebook research and I found some stuff and I'm like, wow, this is when we were still together and you're, you're writing these things on her profile. And we talked about the whole cyber thing where you're looking on the new supplies page and looking on you. Don't do it. If you if you really want to heal faster, don't do it. Don't look on their page. Don't look and see what they're doing. Don't look and compare yourself to the new person. Don't do it. It's so unnecessary, and it really delays your healing. Take it from somebody who's been there. It delays your healing. And I'm not gonna. I'm I'm very transparent with this with my journey. And I did it, and I wish I could unknow some stuff, but I did eventually stop. I had to stop. I just, I just did it. Cold Turkey stopped looking and his life is no longer my business. And I really can't concern. I have way too much going on to be concerned about what this person's doing. So back to, um, the, the new supply. So, okay. You're no longer with your, your ex. He's with this new person. And again, when you're on this whole social media and social media has made it to where, you can just really get intel on someone's life without really getting to, without even knowing them. So you can go on someone's social media page and see pictures from 10 years ago and get to know that person's life without really knowing them. And what makes matters worse is when you start seeing your ex in those pictures and seeing that person with your ex having this great time doing things with your ex that he or she would never do with you. And you see this person living this great life. You see this, you feel like your life has been stolen from you and given to someone else. That's how I felt. I felt like, wow, the time and effort that I put into this relationship, she gets. Like, she totally benefits from everything, my blood, sweat, and tears from this relationship. And she totally, she totally benefits from it. This is what I was thinking initially before I really started to work on my on myself. So, with that being said... 
I finally had to get to the point where I where I had to accept what, what, what it was. Yes, he had moved on with someone else, but it wasn't genuine. Anybody who's really healthy will not start a relationship with someone else before breaking up with the with their former partner. They won't do that. Or anybody with an, any a, a least amount of integrity would not do something like that. So when I thought about it, I was like, she's not getting someone that she's not getting this awesome person. She's getting someone who who lives their lives, lives their life based on deceit. They're emotional con artists. They're fraudulent. They are actors. They're emotionally abusive and in some cases physically abusive. So why am I, yes, I'm mourning the loss of someone I thought I knew. Someone, I was in love with a fake person. So you still, so this is not to say that you're not going to feel, even when your logic tells you you've, you're, you've actually dodged a bullet and your life is, is better without them, you still are mourning a loss. And I will never take that from someone who's going through narcissist recovery or any type of breakup. Any type of loss is a loss. And it's even harder when it's someone that you thought was true, you thought was genuine, real, and you find out they were faking it. Nobody likes being around a fake person, fraudulent, pretender. They adapt to whatever environment they're in to be fake and phony because they don't have a true sense of self. You know, they don't have a true sense of self. So they mirror you. So they seem like this knight in shining armor this great woman, this great man, and they're not. So you're looking at this new supply and you're, and even if you're not looking on social media, you just have these thoughts in your mind of what you think is happening in that relationship. And then you might even hear from mutual friends, you know, yeah, I talked to him or her and they're doing great. They're getting married or they, they moved in together or, you know, they had a kid or, you know, all those different things that you hear. And that's why it's important to tell mutual friends not to talk to you about that person because you don't want to keep hearing about their life. Even if you, even if they are saying they're having this great life, we don't know if they're having a great life or not. But for face value, if they say they're having a great life, okay. But nobody wants to hear it. You don't want to hear that stuff. So it's very important that you tell those around you, hey, I don't want to hear about him or her. I don't want to hear about her life. I don't want to hear about his life. Keep it to yourself. And don't tell them anything about that's going on in my life. But we know that the narcissist is relentless. So if you are on social media, they're most likely looking at your profile picture, profile, I'm sorry, your Facebook profile, trying to get information to see if you're happy or see if you're, if you're sad. Because they thrive on you being sad. They thrive on you being hopeless. They thrive on the fact that they left you at probably most one of the most vulnerable times in your life where you really needed them they decided that was their that was their time to leave you so they're going to look for information to see if their damage is real, still has an effect on you and that's why it's really important that you live your best life because if they know that they got you and this is not and, and I'm not saying you post things to show them oh I'm gonna show them I'm having a great life so I'm gonna post all this stuff to make them to, so they can see be genuine and authentic in, in everything you do 
So if you're posting pictures of you having a good time, make sure it's because you really want to show people that I'm having a great life. This is me having a great life and I have nothing to prove to anybody but myself. So if you're doing it just to prove to the narcissist that you're happy, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Be authentic. Unlike the narcissist who is not authentic, you be authentic. You be intentional in everything that you do. They're intentional in, in, in different ways, in negative ways. They're intentional on hurting you. They're intentional on making sure that they do the least for you so you can feel like you're not worthy. You can beg for their love. That you have to constantly fight for their attention. and stuff like that. Stupid stuff like that that the narcissist intentionally does in their relationship. So when you think about the new person, and we, as much as, we, as the mind wants us to think that this new person is having a great life. Yeah, initially they are having a great life with the narcissist because a narcissist is presenting himself, presenting herself to be this awesome person. And you're, you're just so thankful and you're introducing this person to your family and your friends, making plans for the future. And then slowly but surely, the narcissist takes you down. With every, as time moves forward, they're plotting and planning how to hurt you how to control and manipulate you, gaslight you, blame you for everything that goes wrong. So while I might have been missing that person and, and still uh, hurting from that, I knew that the best thing was for me not to be with that person. And I had to start living my life. I had to start over. And starting over sucks at, at first. It, starts, it sucks initially. It does. And that's why a lot of people stay in these unfulfilling relationships because they put all this time in, they put all this effort in, and look now, I, I, I have to start over, and the person, you know, all, you know, three years, four years, five years, some people 10 years, if not more, I done put into this person, and now they've decided to move on with someone new, and all that's down the drain, yes, it is down the drain, and thank God, because now you get to start over new, fresh, and they don't have anything to do with your new life. And nine times out of ten, the narcissist's actions towards you at the end of the relationship forces you to be a better person. It forces you to be a stronger person. I guarantee it. I am a living witness. I'm a living witness. My life has gotten ten times better now that this person is no longer in my life. I don't desire this person. I don't desire this person in my life on any level. They don't have integrity. They didn't bring anything to the table. And that's what's another funny thing. As I was thinking about, I was like, wow. I'm like, just to think that there was a point in my life where I thought this person was everything. And now that I have shed those layers, I have done the, 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 the work, I've worked on myself, and I, I'm a different person now. I'm like, what did I see in him? He really didn't bring anything to the table. Anything that someone... And like me, the new person that I am, that I require, he brings nothing to the table. But to the old Chantel, yeah, he brought a lot to the table because I wasn't where I needed to be in, in my life. I, I, didn't, I, was, I was broken. I was toxic. So yeah, he fit the description. He fit the list. Now, mm, no way, no way. Integrity is so important to me now. And it always has been important to me, but integrity is really important to me now because the narcissist will show you exactly what integrity doesn't look like. So when they do move on to the new person, 
you're like she's getting he or she is getting exactly what I don't want and that's they don't have integrity they don't have the the wherewithal to be a good person it's all fake and when they do show that they are good people or show compassion or they simulate themselves they sim they kind of have that oh he's, a, he's you know he's a really good person he's sympathetic and he really it's fake because how can someone go back go from being this really great person to this awful person that's it doesn't add up if you either you're a good person or you're not or you're not and the narcissist will show you that they go they bounce back from being this great person to um awful and that's why a lot of people have that hard time um leaving and i used to say to myself or even to other people i was like well he has really good redeeming qualities meaning even when he was acting at his worst the good things that he did which i consider redeeming qualities was what kept me in that relationship with him but there were things that i look back on and i'm like i should have just left then i should have been done i should have been done but I'm not hard on myself about it because I'm like, it is what it is. And I know what kind of person I was back then. I know that I was someone who needed, who needed someone to make me feel complete. Now I don't feel that way. I'm complete by myself and with, and with God. That's who completes me. Not a man not friendships, not my job, not my career, anything like that. Those things don't complete me. It's knowing who I am, knowing what I bring to what I offer, what I have to offer to the world, knowing ha that I have a great relationship with myself. I have a great relationship with myself and I'm constantly improving that relationship. I'm constantly working on things that I know are hindrances for me, but I'm so far I'm advanced as compared to where I was a year and a half ago I'm so advanced now and I don't have to go on social media or brag about what I'm doing to make the oh I just I gotta make sure he sees that I'm living my great my best life no it's gonna show just because my energy is just out my positive energy my great energy is is going to somehow ooze out into this <laughs> into the universe and people are gonna just know I don't have to prove anything. So with that being said, I just want you to know that starting over is not a bad thing. Don't stay in a relationship with a narcissist because you're so afraid of starting over. And I know for some that have children with a narcissist, I can't speak on that because I don't have children with the narcissist. But I can say that, um, you know, find people who have been where you have been and who are dealing, who have dealt with. And I know people who are co-parenting with narcissists and it's hard it's hard it's I'm not gonna lie it's it's hard but um you can do it you can do it you just have to and that's why I strongly encourage therapy because I believe a licensed qualified therapist can give you the tools on co-parenting and how you should you know try to um coexist co-parent co-parent with someone that's really hard to communicate with um communicating with the with the narcissist is very challenging and they're also very controlling people so when you when there's a child involved you, you're looking for the at the best interest of your child of course but there are and the narcissist knows that so they use the child as leverage for them to continue being um horrible people but um you know like i said i i would strongly advise if you are struggling with um 
co-parenting with a narcissist, get with someone that, a therapist that knows how to, again, give you those tools on how to be effective and not just, not even reactive, but just how to respond to people who, um, whose goals in life are to manipulate and pretty much destroy people. And I know I said earlier that I wanted to talk about shifting energy and that is where I am going to, uh, that's what I'm going to talk about now. Um, shifting your energy. Yesterday I was thinking about some stuff and I was like, you know, why is it that we get upset and, um, you know, just disappointed when someone does not, someone we love, people that we have relationships with, um, when they don't do what we expect them to do or what we feel they should do, we get disappointed and frustrated among other things. So I was thinking, I said, you know, in my experiences with people, when I felt like they should have done this or they should have been this to me or they should have, should have, would have, could have, you know, that kind of thinking. I said, you know what? Instead of getting mad, instead of feeling like, well, I'm just going to start, you know, and then you also hear about people who say things like, I'm just going to stop being nice because being nice gets me nowhere. All people do is use use me or being nice just make you know nice guys finish last those kind of things and you know and I thought you know why is it that we feel we have to share our energy with everybody why do we feel like we have to constantly entertain everybody and I thought about it I was like shift shift your energy shift to the people that mean 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 good things for you mean you well I don't know if that's a the appropriate sentence structure, but you guys get it. Focus on people who compliment your successes. Not that you need that, but it's good to be around people that support you. It's good to be around people that understand you and 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 they return that same energy to you. Not people who dismiss you or people who can't find themselves to compliment or say anything nice. Or if you have a new business venture and you're telling people how you, you know, you're telling your friends and your loved ones about, and they just, they, get, they have that little blank stare or they, know, they can't support you. And it's like, shift. Well, you can say, well, I don't really have any friends. I don't have people. Shift to yourself. Until you, and, and those people will come. The universe will send people to your life. God will send people to your life that will complement your energy. I'm telling you, if you're a nice person, you're a kind person, you'll get kindness in return. You just got to stop entertaining people that don't show kindness. It's really easy. It's very easy to shift your energy. Now, we're talking about coworkers, colleagues, yeah. Even in that, in, in that you can shift your energy. Yeah, there are times when you do have to engage with people who are negative. Um, I can certainly attest to that working with people who come to work just to be miserable and, and cause drama. But I can shift my energy by not entertaining it, ignoring it, and also speaking and in, 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 in using my voice to say, you know what, that didn't make me feel good when you said X, Y, and Z. You can have conversations with your colleagues. You don't. It, everything doesn't have to be... Um, Hostile. It doesn't have to be overly dramatic. It can be really, hey, 
a simple conversation. Hey, let's, we have a cafeteria where I work. There's a small cafeteria area, coffee shop area. Hey, why don't we grab coffee so we can talk? There's nothing wrong with that. And then if you feel like, okay, this is not going anywhere, then use the appropriate channels to um, settle disputes or grievances with your, you know, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, if you can, ha if you can help it within your control, shift your energy. Be around people who are like-minded. I had to um, distance myself from people because it was more so me give, 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 and they were all take, take, take. And then when I need it, absent or they didn't really want to hear what I had to say you know they get quiet all of a sudden you, you know when they're talking about their lives they can talk 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 but when you say oh you know you try to insert something about yourself they can't they get quiet all of a sudden they can't find any words to say and I finally had to stop doing that I'm a great listener and I'm very I'm not judge I'm, I don't I'm non-judgmental so when people talk to me they feel that and they know that and I'm very empathetic. I treasure that about myself. And I used to give that away freely to anybody and everybody. Now it's like, no. I'm going to be very careful about who I share that with. Because that's a gift. To be empathetic, compassionate, kind, good listener, non-judgmental. And when people are sharing very personal stories with you, they don't want to feel judged. I know I don't. If I'm expressing a situation, a personal matter, I don't want to feel judged. Yes, I want, to, I want honest feedback. I want constructive feedback, but I definitely don't want to be judged. And there's a difference. And I'm the same way with others. If you come to me with a, with a situation, a personal matter, or any kind of situation or matter, I'm going to tell you like it is. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge you or, or say, well, you should have known better. Stuff like that. That's judgmental. You should have known better. Or, you know, well, you're wrong. You know, just you get it. I had to shift and it's not always easy shifting from people that especially when you really value the relationship and it's also okay to have the conversation with them and say especially if it's a relationship you really value you know hey I noticed that when I say things about myself you get really quiet or I feel dismissed when I'm talking to you and that person can say and, you, and again conversations are very important Communication is very important. So communicate with, with the people in your life that matter to you. But then there's times when you do have to shift your energy and say, you know what, I've had conversations with this person. And then there are times when people can cross lines that you feel like, you know what, this is a boundary. They're crossing a very important boundary for me. So I have to move on from this person. And I had to do that. This person crossed several boundaries. That I felt were, you know, it wasn't cool. So I'm like, no, this person, I, I, I don't, I'm not, this, they have too much going on. And where I'm at in life, I can't entertain this anymore. They're going to have to be around people that maybe someone else can help them with this. And this, or maybe other people can, they'll have to find other friends. Or, you know, I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And I, I felt, and I'm okay with that. I'm so okay with walking away from relationships, friendships that are not serving me where the person is taking but they're never giving and then they play victim when you decide hey i don't think i, I don't i don't want to be a part of this anymore then, then they're the victim You're, you've done them wrong and that's another thing I, I don't i don't do victim the victim thing 
oh, well, you know, especially when a person has created the situation to be a victim. You know what I'm saying? You, you've done all this stuff to people, and then when, when, when the person decides to walk away and decide they don't want to deal with you, then, the, then you're, the other person's wrong? There's no accountability. So um, I'll probably, I don't know, maybe do a part two on this. But I wanted to at least give a little bit of insight in, into what I, what I consider shifting your energy and what I did to shift my energy. And that's focus on people that matter to me, who return that same good, positive energy to me, who support me, who support my business, who support me in that, you know, my doctoral journey, who I can confide in and tell them things without feeling judged, without them, you know... Have you ever left a conversation feeling really just confused and like weird because the person you're talking to the person and you're talking to a brick wall or they just seem, you know, almost like they're going out of their way to make you feel going out of your way to where you feel like, okay, this conversation, I just felt like it was one sided or they were they weren't hearing me or they didn't care. Have you ever felt that way? And it happens repeatedly. Shift. Shift. Move on. And there might be several reasons why the person is doing this. And you have to be able to have those conversations if you feel that is necessary. If you don't feel the conversation is necessary, that's up, that's up to you. Only you can make that decision. But for me, no, that's a, that's a, I have zero tolerance for that. Or you're making a statement and you get ignored. And people sometimes people do it intentionally and sometimes, and, and it's never personal. When, I'm, when people act like that, it's all about them. Has nothing to do with you. So, I'm going to close on that. Um, again, I have been just extremely busy, and I don't want to go this long without posting. But again, I want to make sure that when I do post um, new episodes, it's meaningful content, and usually comes from a place of urgency for me. I feel like this is something I really need to say. And I need to share. So keep that in mind. If I do go a long time, it just means that I probably I probably don't have content to share that I feel is meaningful to to you guys. Um, I don't know, but yeah. So again, thanks for listening. I hope this was a helpful podcast episode, and I hope that you got something from it. Feel free to leave feedback on SoundCloud, leave feedback on Facebook. My website is www.thehonestaquarian.com. Um, Facebook, The Honest Aquarian, and on Instagram, I'm also The Honest Aquarian. So you can follow me on those social media outlets. And you can also follow me on my blog. And I think that's it. So I'm going to sign off here and I want you guys to have a great day. And take care of yourself. Bye.